Hey, 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 and welcome to God Grits and Hips Radio. I'm super excited because this is our very first podcast. Uh, so yeah, that's exciting news. Cue the confetti and the blow horns or the air horns because that's something to celebrate. So I want to thank you guys for actually meeting me here to listen to me rant, ramble, or just tell you what's on my mind a little bit. Before I get into today's topic, I actually want to give you a little background on myself and a little background on what God Grits and Hips is and how it came to be. So first and foremost, my name is Lo or Jessica. That's what my mother named me. Lo is actually short for Lotus, which is a name I go by sometimes when I'm performing and um, different things. So you may hear me say either one. It's not two of us. It's just one of me. So Jessica or Lo. Um, and I am a 32-year-old mother of one brown boy. I am a lover of poetry, of tacos, of ice cream. I'm a lover of being genuinely and authentically yourself. I'm a lover of good times, of laughs, of anything that is worth celebrating, of positivity, of so many different things. So that's me in a nutshell, just so you get a little bit, you know, familiar, I guess, with me. So that's that. Now, what is God Grits and Hips? God Grits and Hips, that's with a P, by the way. God Grits and Hips um, actually came from a conversation with God. I was doing a few things and I was trying to figure out what I wanted everything I was doing to be encompassed in. And I threw out a whole bunch of different names and I threw out a whole bunch of different scenarios. And then brainstorming with a good friend of mine, I came up with this. And it just stuck so much because God Grits and Hips, let's explain it. So God Grits and Hips on just a surface level is God, obviously. And then Grits and Hips pretty much came from encompassing who I am. It's like food and a little bit of curve. Um, I'm not a, you know, I hate the categorizing of slim thick and, you know, BBW and this, but I'm a woman who, you know, has curves. But if we break it down a little bit, like there's two different slogans, for lack of a better word, or two different interpretations of God, Grits and Hits. So first off, it's all things through him, because obviously we here and I function and that's why I am because him, with a little bit of flavor. That's the grits, that's your food, that's your seasoning, that's your flavor, that's, you know, all the little extras that come in life, um, and a whole lot of curve. Curve is the physical curve, curve is the curve balls, curve is, you know, encompasses a few things. And then the other interpretation is God, again, obviously, that's standard, and we know what that is. And then when you think of grits, grits are hearty, grits are filling, grits are things that are... um you know, warm and good for the soul, for lack of a better word. And then hips, hips are sturdy, they're support, they're um, something you kind of see coming at you, but you're not necessarily sure, you know, they're not always the same. So in that interpretation, it's a matter of I'm bringing under the guise and under the push in the conversations I've had with God, 
I'm bringing you something hearty, something filling, um, something that's supportive, something that, you know, encompasses all of those things in one. So there's something I say, and I'm like, you know, God grits and hips, you can touch on anything from faith to food to fashion and in so many different ways. And no, I'm not an expert on anything. And, you know, I'm not certified in this or certified in that. But, you know, I do know a little, you know, a few things and I do have lived a life. So that's pretty much God grits and hips. I hope that explained it well enough and I hope you guys understand exactly what it is for me. So now that we got those two things out of the way, I want to jump right into what we're going to talk about on today. So obviously you see that today's topic is called plus sign thinking. So plus sign thinking, eh, it's kind of a play on words because uh, like I said, I'm a poet and I like to play on words. So I want to ask you guys a question. Why do you eat every day? Take a minute and, you know, you may not really need a minute, but why do you eat every day? So the answer for the most part would be something like we eat every day because we know our body needs nutrients, because it's something that's necessary, because it's something needed to sustain us, right? Um, and then I want to point out something, depending on what you feed your body, it functions better. Yes. If you eat junk food all the time, your body may not function as well as if you eat, you know, fruits and vegetables and whole grains and drink a lot of water. Cool. So the same process goes for your brain and for your thoughts. Let me explain a little bit. So we think because we have to every day, you know, day to day, it's something that's required for us to function, um, for us to process information, for us to have conversation, whatever it is, it requires us to think and have thoughts. We use our brain. And in the same guise as we feed our body to, because we need to, and the better we feed it, we function better, the same thing goes for our thoughts. Um, studies have shown that repetitive positive thoughts and activity can rewire your brain and strengthen areas of positive feelings. When we're in school and when we're students, elementary, junior high, you know, whatever it is, we're constantly feeding our brains we, via books, videos, notes, teachers. There is so much information that we're inputting into our brains and it's helping it to grow. It's helping to expand it's helping us to be more knowledgeable. And we do this as a means to strengthen ourselves in specific areas. We study math. It strengthens, you know, it helps us with numbers. We read books. It helps us to, you know, maybe expand our vocabulary. It helps us to interpret things better. It helps us to be visionaries. It helps us to imagine, you know, obviously all those things that you know. So the same thing goes for positivity. Because we are our biggest assets. Like, we're our first point of contact. We know ourselves the best. We, it's just us. It's you versus you. You, yourself, and I. You, yourself, and you. Um, so, being our biggest assets, it's super important that we fill ourselves with the right things. 
So let's say, for example, you have an interview, right? And you get called in and you're super stoked and this is your dream job and this is something you've wanted for so long, right? So you go in there and you go in there with, I mean, you look the part, you are prepared, you have all the things that you need, your resume, you have your questions ready, you've researched the company, you've done all these things to prepare yourself to be there. And then before you go in, you give yourself the dopest pep talk and you tell yourself, yo, you got the juice, you deserve this, this is not above you, this is something you're capable of, go in and kill it. Go do what you came here to do. Go do what you're good at. So you give yourself all of this positive reinforcement. Let me tell you something. When you get off that elevator, when you step foot in that interview, all of that is going to come out. That's what they're going to see. That's what they're going to feel because you psyched yourself up. Like you've already set yourself up to win. Like you filled yourself with everything positive, everything you could touch on to make yourself feel like, hey, you know, I'm, you know, I'm here for this. Because again, like I said, studies say that positive thoughts lead to positive feelings. So you've already implanted all of these positive thoughts. So now you go in there confident, positive feeling. You go in there reassured, positive feeling. You go in there, you know, feeling like it's already done, positive feeling. All of those are good things. All of those help in your plus side thinking, in your positive thinking. But the same way we can be our biggest assets, we're also our biggest, biggest critics. Like sometimes we believe that we're affected so much by outside people. And don't get me wrong, we are. There are times when what someone says to you can really hurt or can really throw you off or whatever it is. But you, if every day you got up and you told yourself you're really not worth anything, if you told yourself you're really not doing anything great, if you told yourself, you know, you're you're a bum, you're... Your use if, if you gave yourself all of these negative critiques daily, you would function like that. You would function in the negative. You would walk around and you may come off nasty to some people or you may come off as unmotivated or you may come off as, you know, a plethora of things that fall into the bubble of negativity on the... you. Even just negativity itself. People may not want to be around you because they may say, wow, this person, this guy, this girl, they really have nothing positive to say ever. They really bring this aura with them that's, you know, not great. And imagine doing that to yourself. So imagine you not even getting it from other people. Imagine you doing it to yourself. And then this allows you or this makes you now become this person that you don't have to be because you have an alternative. The alternative is to not be negative. Now, let me stop real quick because I know that what I'm saying isn't easy per se. People are drawn to negativity. Like we see things on social media and somebody will post something, a gossip that's a negative gossip. And somebody will post something that's a positive gossip. 
And a lot of times people navigate to the negative gossip first. So it's very easy to fall into the negative. It's very easy to get caught in a situation and be like, ugh, and kind of feel, you know, exasperated or feel defeated or, you know, feel like this is just not going to get better. I'm not expecting you to not have those moments because they're human and they're natural. But it's a matter of saying, you know what, I'm going to have this moment. I'm going to get, I'm going to give you five minutes. I'm going to give you five minutes to get this out your system. Five minutes to be negative Nancy. Five minutes to go through the Joneses. And then that's it. And then I'm going to be back to reminding myself that this situation is temporary. That this is not going to be here for long. That there is something better on the other side. That this too shall pass. So I know it isn't easy. But it's really a matter of making a choice. We choose things that we want. We like the shoes, we buy them. We like the coat, we buy it. We like the car, we get it. All of those things are choices because that's what we want. So if we want to have a more positive mindset, then we choose it. We choose to think differently. We choose to try to rewire ourselves into saying more positive things as opposed to negative things. And I'm not saying this to say, take a negative situation and make it positive in your head. Let me explain what I mean by that. I'm not saying to get in a fight with your boyfriend or your girlfriend and it horrible and horrible things are said and it may even get physical and then you go, it's all good. No. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is for you to take that situation and go, yeah, this really sucked. Like, this really, really sucked. But you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to figure out what in here I can take. You know what? I know this sucked, but I learned that I may need to go to anger management. I learned that it's super important to listen to someone else. I learned this from it. And then you take the lessons or whatever it is you need out of it. And then you go, you know what? I'm not going to let this break my relationship. I'm not going to let this make me feel defeated. I'm going to go in and go, you know what? Let's work it out. Let's figure it out. Let's push through. As opposed to just sulking and being like, oh my gosh, you know, like take action. Take action to do something that helps you get back on track. You know, do something that helps you go back into the positive side as opposed to the negative side. So yeah, so I don't want to confuse this in just acting like a bad situation isn't bad because it is what it is. But how we let it affect us is where it changes and where we have to be super mindful. And um, we have to remember that our mindset is a weapon. It's a weapon we can use in an argument, we can use it in the debate, we can use it on a test. So, men, you know, mental, our thoughts, all of that up there, it, it has a purpose. So, it being a weapon means what kind of ammo do you need? If you want to be an amazing math teacher, you need your ammo is going to be math. 
You're going to have to learn it. You're going to have to study it. You're going to have to know it. You're going to have to find different ways to go about it. If you want to be a lawyer, you're going to have to study law. You're going to have to study um, whatever aspect of it. If it's criminal law, you're going to have to study crime law. You're going to have to study whatever it is you need to make you be great in that area. So if you want to have positive thoughts, you're going to have to, I guess we can say study, because maybe it's something you can study, but we're going to have to hold on to and cling to and keep consuming and giving ourselves the ammo of positivity. Choosing positivity is a tool that helps us navigate life a little better. It, it's not easy. It's not always ideal, but it's a tool that we need. So let's point out a few ways or a few things that help us, you know, pick positivity. It's, eh, you know, some of them are cliche, but still look at the bright side. Whatever you're going through, I'm sure, even if you don't believe it, it could be worse. Like, it could absolutely be worse than whatever this is right here. So, remember that. Remember that this is only a step. What's the other thing? They say it isn't over until the fat lady sinks. So, I, I really don't like that statement, if I'm honest. But let's use it anyway. It's not over until the fat lady sings. So, you have time. The show's not over. There's still more that can be done. There's still something that can be reversed. There's still a way to get around this, to push forward. And it's almost taking just an extra second or two before you go into the negative bubble and stop and say, you know what? I don't want to take that path. I want to go this way. I know there's stuff over there. I know I can vent over there. I know I could, you know, kick, scream and do all these things over there, but instead I'm going to go over here. And let me see, what else? What else can I add to this? Say I can. A lot of times we, 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 we say I can't, and sometimes it's because it's the easy word. It's the word that's right there. It's you know, rolls off our tongue quickly, but say you can't because every time you say you can, you're making yourself believe you can. Tag, I can't even do this right now. Then you won't because you don't even believe that you can. But if you say I can, even if you're struggling to do it because you believe you can, you're going to keep pushing and keep moving and keep doing things until you actually get it. So say you can, um, Forget about regrets. Ugh. Oh my gosh. It's so easy, especially in our adult life. It's like we wanted this life. We wanted to be adults. And now we have and we're like, oh my gosh, I regret ever, you know, asking for this. Take me back. But it's very easy to fall into, oh, I hope I don't regret this or forget about that. We're going to do things in life that may not always work out the way we want them to, but there's a lesson in it. There's something that you can take out of it, but you don't have to regret it. It's something that may have happened because of that. If I didn't take this job, which wasn't the most ideal, I wouldn't have learned this skill set, which then allowed me 
to be better prepared for the actual job I wanted. So forget about regrets. And what else? Hmm. You know what? Do nice things. Do nice things for yourself. Do nice things for other people. We feel good. And I don't think it's just me. But when you do something nice for yourself, you feel good. Let's say you've had a rough week and you've been running around and you're like, oh my gosh, there's just so much on my plate. So you're kind of feeling down and, you know, your mind is wandering and whatever. And then you're like, you know what? Let me go. Let me go to the barbershop and get a cut and a smoothie. Let me go to the hair salon and get my hair done and grab a bite. And then you walk out and because you're feeling better about yourself, you now feel better, period. You're feeling better, so you're thinking positively, you know, your your confidence is up, and all of this was going to project in a positive way. And then do nice things for other people. Sometimes we never know. We always, it's very easy to get caught in what's going on with you because it's you, and you're your most important person. But do something nice for someone else. Buy their lunch. Ask them how they're doing doesn't even have to be something big but if you do something for someone else and it has a positive effect on them you're going to feel good about it and if you feel good about it you're going to feel positive and if you feel positive it's going to be easy to think positive you know like so there there's a chain reaction of things that we can do that help us you know on this and one of my biggest things I, I say and it may be because I naturally do it with ease is smile smile. It seems simple enough, but I want to say probably this entire podcast I've been smiling and maybe because I'm talking and maybe because I'm excited, but it's just so simple. And in me smiling, I want to believe that it comes off in how I'm talking to you guys. I want to believe that you can hear it and I sound upbeat and I sound positive. So smile, like smile even even when something goes crazy. And it may not always be the easiest thing to do. You may not always be able to smile. There are certain times where smiling might be a little awkward. It might be ill-placed. But smile if you can. You go over and you get to the bus stop and you realize, crap, I left my wallet. (laughs) Shake your head and then laugh it off and smile like, well, you know, because you can't change it. You can't change the fact that you don't have your wallet. There's nothing you can do about it at that moment. But you could let the fact that you don't have your wallet completely throw your day off. Completely. So now the wallet had a bigger effect than it should have. Or you can acknowledge it. It happened. I do not have my wallet. That sucks. And then go, okay, let me move on. Let me uh, figure out how I'm going to make this work, whether it be go back home and get it. Or, you know, whatever it is. So, yeah. Um, positive thinking. Plus sign thinking. It's it's not easy. It's not always ideal, like I said. 